Hey, welcome to the show. And if you could, real quick, just make sure to subscribe, like, and follow the show. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen. I think Spotify and Apple, you can subscribe or follow whatever it's called there. Uh, my guest today, Chris Warren, running former running back for the Seahawks and Cowboys. And I am a huge Seahawks fan. I uh, grew up a Seahawks fan when I was a kid. I even have this. I got this. It's a Chris Warren starting lineup figure. So that's pretty cool. That's how much of a fan I am of the Seahawks and the old school 90s Seahawks, even when they were terrible. Um, so we're going to talk to Chris about being a Seahawk during those years. He still had a lot of success despite how bad the team was. Three-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Team, uh, or two-time Second-Team All-Pro, excuse me. Uh, he's a Pro Football Hall of Fame nominee. So he didn't make it in, but he did was nominated, and it's possible, I think, that he could still do that. Um, definitely did a lot of great stuff with his career, and he's written a book since then. We're going to catch up and see what he's been up to since football ended and what the future holds for him. So check it out, Chris Warren. Please welcome Chris Warren to the show. So great to have you here. Like I said, I'm a, I grew up a huge fan. How are you doing? Uh, doing well, man. Um, you know, just uh, enjoy retirement and, uh, you know, getting to watch a lot of football now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so... You know, and, uh, What's that? You know, it's good. It's good to watch from from this side and not have to worry about you know the headaches on on Sunday, Monday. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Getting, uh, I can't imagine being out there with like, because not only, I mean, I know obviously you were one of the best, but you're playing against some of the best and the hardest hitters, and that's got to hurt to get nailed by Cortez Kennedy even in practice. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was a uh, you know a lot of a lot of pain, but uh, it, it was all worth it. You know, um, you know, we we worked hard. Uh, you know, we had we had a, a great uh, defense. Um, you know, so that that was a that was a pretty uh, good challenge for me on a daily basis. You know, to uh, go against that defense and uh, for sure, you know, just to sharpen my skills up against you know a great you know top five defense just about every year. Uh, you know, when I was in Seattle. Yeah. So back up um, in high school now. Because then we talked a little bit um, uh, before here. We're talking about you were at Virginia before you went to Ferrum. Um, but when right. you were at Virginia, they switched you to cornerback. Were, what, now, what did you play in high school? High school, I was always a running back. Okay, so you're always I, I a running back. Played. So did yeah, Virginia – did, So did they recruit you as a running back or were you a walk-on? Did you get a scholarship? I was, uh, I was recruited as, as a running back. Um, my uh, – I was it was a blue chipper back then, so oh, okay. I guess I was I was a five star. Um, you know, I had USC, uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, and then Virginia was my last school. So uh, ended up going to Virginia. Uh, you know, it was two hours from my home where I grew up in Fairfax, Virginia, Northern Virginia, uh, close to DC, and uh, you know, so it gave my family a chance to uh, to see me play and. I wasn't too far from home, so uh, that, that was a major major decision, and uh, you know why I went there instead of the other other Power Five schools. That makes sense, yeah. And then so they moved they moved you to cornerback because, like you said, Barry, Barry Word was there, and he was obviously really good at running back. So they wanted to try you at another thing. So then you you end up leaving Virginia and going to Ferrum. I was I, I was trying to figure that out, and then I think what was it an academic thing? Yeah, yeah, it was an academic thing. Um, UVA had this rule uh, where you couldn't make uh, D's in consecutive semesters. And, uh, you know, I was over. My GPA was 2.4. I was, you know, I was eligible by NCAA huh. standards. But 
the school was, uh, they weren't having it. So uh, oh. <laughs> I was on academic probation and then, uh, you know, so, you know, it was just, uh, you know, the academics yeah. was, was the main issue, uh, you know, so. I mean, you know, it, it was, it's kind of a, a bum deal. Um, you know, the year that I leave and transfer, they switched the rule up. And uh, <laughs> they call it the Chris Warren rule now. Oh, really? It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Is that for Virginia or just for the for a whole NCAA or what? Uh, just Virginia. Just, just Virginia. Just that particular school. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a um, very prestigious, uh, prestigious school. Um, uh, Thomas Jefferson School. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, you know, for being, uh, you know, not Ivy League, there's a, you know, they're neck and neck with, with the Ivy League schools as far as, you know, academic standards and, uh, you know, what's expected of, of their athletes. Okay. So then you picked Ferrum because just because it was it was still close. And so then that way you could still. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ferrum was about uh, two, two and a half hours, three hours from Charlottesville, where I went to school in, at UVA. And, um, you know, what, what drew me towards Ferrum was just the uh, the women in tradition. Uh, they had won four national championships. Mm. Um, and uh, they had a legendary coach who had been there, you know, over, I guess, 20 years at the time when I went. And, uh, you know, he he was, um, you know, they ran a wishbone. I uh, was guaranteed to run the ball. So, uh, you know, it, it was kind of a – and I got to play immediately. I didn't have to set out a year. So, oh. um, that, that was another major uh, deciding factor as to, uh, you know, why I went. Went to uh, Division three. I wanted to have uh, my last two years of eligibility. Right, that makes um, sense. So, so, did you yeah, still yeah. have NFL aspirations at that point, or were you like, "Oh, I probably won't make the NFL now because I'm at a D three, or were um, you still thinking I'm still going to do it? Yeah, I mean, I never, you know, I never gave up on you know the NFL dream. Uh, you know, I was a, a five star blue chipper, so um, I was just in a different school, so my skills weren't any different. You know, I still had the five star skills. And I just needed to, to to be out of school where I could showcase my talents and, um, you know, get the ball in my hands and, uh, you know, just, just um, you know, make a name for myself at, at whatever school I was at. You know, I just wanted to uh, to play ball and, uh, you know, go to school and be on a team that was winning. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got all three of those things at, at Fairham College. And, uh, you know, it was probably uh, one of the best decisions I made going there. Yeah. So how did you, you said that you went to the senior bowl. Now, how did they find you? Because it was fair. I mean, it's a D three, but were they winning divisions or they're winning championships? Did they win a championship that year? Did they go deep into the, uh, well, we, we were, um, we were semis, we went to semifinals for national championship. Mm. Both, both years I was there. Uh, we lost, uh, in the semifinals, um, both teams that beat us, uh, consecutive years, they ended up winning the, uh, the whole thing. So, um, yeah, so we, we were, we were close, but, um, you know, so as far as like the senior bowl, um, you know, I guess it was just from, from my stats, um, mm. you know, I was, uh, averaged, uh, 29 yards for, per punt return. Um, I was also a kick returner. Um, I rushed for over, uh, 4,600 yards in two years and didn't, I barely, I only played the half, the second half maybe two games in, mm. in two years. So I was always out by halftime. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it was, um, you know, just a matter of me handling my business, uh, you know, having good games uh, consistently, um, you know, and just dominating the league. I mean, I was at deep division three. Um, I was supposed to dominate and, um, you know, my skills, I was, a little, my skill set was a little better than, than most teams uh, we played against, but 
uh, you know, it's still football. You still have to, to go out there and play the game and, uh, you know, there's injury risk and, you know, what have you, um, you know, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, football is football. When yeah. You got those pads on and you got, got that ball in your hand. You, you attract all, all kinds of attention. So Yeah. So <laughs> that you got the attention, the senior bowl, and then the Seahawks, the Giants and the Browns are the three teams that are interested. And then tell, tell right. the story. So you, you went to go, we were going to try to work out for the Seahawks, but your car broke down. So they came and found you at, a, this is before cell phones and they come and find you at a rest right. stop and have you they work out at a, at a rest stop. stop. Right. They're like, uh, I called back and, um, you know, I called the football office, the head coach, you know, my running back coach, all the scouts are there waiting on me. Like, where you at, man? You know, you got, you got your workout here. I was like, man, I'm not going to make it. My car is broken down about, uh, about an hour and a half away from, from school. And so they're like, uh, well, what what mile marker are you? What exit are you? I was like, well, I'm at uh, the rest stop, so-and-so rest stop. And I think it was uh, Lexington, Virginia. And uh, so, you know, they show up about an hour later. They said, wait, just hold on right there. We'll be there. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, is it just going to do an interview? Or do you just want to see me? Because yeah. I don't, I'm thinking the whole workout is, is done. So, you know, I'm just thinking, like, you know, there's my chance. These scouts are never going to come back to division three school to see me again. So, um, you know, I'm thinking the worst, but, um, they were like, we're going to work you out right here on, on the rest, on the right on the rest stop. So there's a, uh, it's interstate 81. It's so you got traffic going both ways <laughs> and I'm up off on the side working out at the rest stop. <laughs> did you, did they do like a 40 time and stuff? Do you remember your 40 time back then? No, they, they were just, uh, just drills. They would, um, you know, simulating plays, uh, getting a handoff, uh, you know, they would call whatever play they ran. They would show me the footwork. Um, I'd run the play. They asked me to run, bounce, cut back, cut left, cut right. Uh, just different things. They, I guess they just wanted to see see me move or see what, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, see what your hips are like. Because, you know, that's, mm. as a running back, you need to be able to, you know, get in and out of, uh, you know, tight situations. <laughs> right. Well, they must have liked so, uh, what they saw because they drafted you in the fourth round, which it almost seems high for a D three running back, but it's like, I mean, looking back, it's right. like you should have been a first rounder because of the stats you right. put up. So I guess they right. must've known. So that's what's always fascinating to me about the draft is you got, you see these guys that are drafted round one and they're terrible. And then you see people undrafted that are end right. up being amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it was, um, there was some, some talk about, you know, where I got drafted. Um, I was actually the 89th player picked. So I was in top hundred players picked out of that, that year hmm. coming out of D3. Um, so, you know, that, that was, that was a proud moment. I, I thought I should have been drafted higher, um, but I, you know, I think the, the Seahawks use that division three things to, to get me on the cheap. <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, yeah, it, it, there was, there was uh, some discussions, you know, I find out years later oh. um, about drafting me earlier, uh, earlier in the rounds, but they, you know, there was some indecision about, uh, the division three thing. Uh, oh. so that, that was probably why I ended up, you know, fourth round. So, um, but you know, when I got to Seattle, I knew, you know, when I got there that I was going to be on every special teams, you know, I was going to be returning punts and kicks. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of had an idea I would make the team, but you know, you still have to, uh, you know, go out there and make plays and, and, um, you know, show, show the coaching staff and, you know, show the, you know, general manager and ownership that, you know, you, you're worthy of the pick. So, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it all worked out. Um, you know, it, is it scary doing the, 
the special teams though? Cause that's like, especially as a rookie, I mean, it's kind of like a suicide mission doing those special teams. Like the people are just running as fast. And that's why they think they've changed the rules now because it's so dangerous. So many injuries on, on returns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely scary. Um, you know, especially playing, you know, what was that during the nineties? I mean, the, the rule changes were, uh, minimal back then. <laughs> so, you know, there were, um, you know, times when, you know, you got guys just getting uh, blindsided left and right. You know, you're running down on a kickoff team and, you know, you don't, you have to look like constantly looking around, like, where's my guy coming from? Because, you know, it could be any one of those 10 or 11 guys can, you know, come and swipe, side swipe you, you know, because you never would know. Um, so, you know, I'm glad they took that part out of the game, but we had to, we had to endure that. Um, yeah. So how do you know, like when you call a fair catch, is there, is there some sort of like clues that you're looking for? Like if a guy's so far away, then you call the fair catch or how do you know when to call a fair catch versus just returning it? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, it's where you get set up. You know, we have, we have a uh, scout reports as far as like, um, you know, line up on the 35 or, you know, however many yards from line of scrimmage uh say like this punter he averages 45 yards mm. so it's like just take it back line up on the whatever we would watch where the ball wasn't and line up accordingly uh to what the punter the punter's average and we usually kicks the ball and if you have to run up for it for this pretty much going to be a fair catch um you know if you have to run back for it that's you probably will want to run that back okay yeah <laughs> so um, yeah yeah so it, it was um you know then you have to judge it you know the ball's kick then you have to look at the ball see where the ball is look back down see where defense is and then okay well i have enough time to catch it make a move and you know either get out of bounds or you know just not take a big hit but right it was uh i think my baseball days kind of you know helped me out as far as uh hmm. you know being able to, to field punts and kickoffs uh, you know, just reading the tip of the ball, um, you know, reading the flight of the ball, the spin of the ball. You know, if it's a knuckleball, it's going to fall down quick. Um, you know, if it's a spiral, it's going to keep going. Uh, so there there were, um, you know, some, some things that I practiced, uh, you know, to uh, make sure that I didn't have any, any fumbles back there. Mm-hmm. Did you learn from the other running backs ahead of you on the depth chart? Like, I think, was John L. Williams, I guess technically he's a fullback, but yeah. he was there and I think yeah. was Derek Fenner ahead of you at that point? Yeah, yeah, those guys. Yeah, Fenner was uh, starting. He was the uh, he was just starting running back, and uh, John L was fullback. Um, but yeah, uh, I learned so much from from John L. Uh, you know, just watch him every day in practice. Uh, you know, because I'm I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to play. I'm a rookie, right? You know, I made the team. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to get at least 50 50 split time with Fenner. I'm like, all right, we can do that. Uh, but you know, Chuck Knox never played rookies, so I'm I'm mm. on the bench a lot. I got I had a, I think a total of eleven carries my first two years. Uh, so you know, yeah. I barely I barely saw the saw the field any. I think I started one game up in Pittsburgh, and that was like uh, I don't know. I got maybe eight of those carries <laughs> in that game. So, um, but yeah, so I did a lot of watching, I uh, practiced a lot of learning. Um, you know, I watched John Allen and how he how to navigate through uh, pass protection. He taught me how to how to block, uh, taught me how to read defenses, uh, you know, where blitzes are coming from. Uh, you know, just stuff that you don't normally learn on your own. You know, it's, it was great to have a, a guy that was as uh, experienced as he was. Um, and, you know, versatile guy. He could, he could play running back or fullback. You know, he, he could go tailback, 
a couple plays and he come back and be a fullback. So, um, and he could catch the ball. You know, he caught the ball out of the backfield a lot. So, um, you know, it was just watching him. And uh, I, I believe James Jones was was there as well too. So That's he, right. Yeah, uh, he was like a, a combo uh, fullback tailback type guy. Um, he had played up in Detroit uh, for a while, but I think him and John L were uh, were teammates. At, at uh University of Florida. Um, oh. John L was actually the, the tailback and at Florida and James Jones was the fullback. So um I had that experience of both of those guys, man, to uh to teach me like, you know, what the what the running back position was all about in the NFL and uh, you know how it has to be played. Were you ever scared of getting cut? Like did you did that make you work harder since you were not obviously the starter at that point? I mean, did that make you like try to work harder? Did you, were you putting in the extra hours? Like you hear these stories of Russell Wilson, like they have to kick him out of the the the, uh, the office and stuff in the camp because he's coming in watching game film all the time. They're like, look, we got to close the camp down. Like you got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of. Uh, I'm not proud to admit I was kind of the opposite way. I mean, I was really? in shape. Um, you know, I, I never. Um, missed any any weight you know i had to play at 228 and i was 228 every week um i lost you for a second there that. <laughs> that's right yeah, sorry yeah. About that. um yeah so uh i mean you know my, my off-season workouts were were different uh you know i would do uh, lots of different sports i mean i would you know play play basketball sometimes uh you know run a lot of hills um you know, I would just do anything to stay in shape, any any type of running, um, you know. But, you know, it was never like uh, – I didn't want to overdo it. Mm. You know, I didn't want to, you know, have – go into a season, you know, having – being burnt out. I wanted to have – you know, be able to uh, build my strength up. Right. So and it's I, probably yeah, – year goes on week by week. It's like a year-round thing. Yeah. So, and it's different um, for never, running back. I let my weight – never let my weight go up or down. My weight never fluctuated. I kept the same yeah. exact weight in the off season. Um, you know, I never was, I got it would overeat. Uh, you know, I would have, you know, good nutrition. So, um, you stayed in shape. You know, I, I yeah. made up for it in other ways. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I made up for it in other ways. I wasn't like a, a big guy. I didn't like to watch a lot of film. I'm, I'm saying, well, if I watch too much film, I'll have too much stuff in my mind. I'll get confused. And right. Take my, my natural running ability away. Yeah, and it's different for a running back and a quarterback. Russell Wilson, he's got to yeah. know a lot more. Whereas running back, it's a lot. Right. You have more yes, of a one 11. job thing. What's that? Yeah, yes, he, Russell has eleven jobs. Yeah, tied to that one. So, but then when you when you so the first two years you you're not starting, and then you, before you start, was it around this time? I heard you saying some story about how you went to a party with Cortez Kennedy and Howie Long was there, and he he said that you were going to blow up and that really gave you like a boost of confidence, right? Yeah. 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 That, that was, um, it, it was, uh, you know, it, it was, you know, the NFL moment for me, um, you know, hearing that from a, a guy that I've watched, you know, when I was younger and, uh, you know, him having a career that he had and yeah. uh, you know, to play against him. And then, you know, I got it out of a couple of his tackles, you know, it's like he had me and, you know, I broke away and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> and then, so later on this off season, uh, you know, Cortez, we go to this party, this, you know, at, at how we long. So uh, we're all talking, talking, and, you know, so we ended up beside each other. Somehow we were, you know, just back and forth. Like, Hey, where, where do you, where do you play at? I was like, uh, I'm up in Seattle. Like, what was this you play? Uh, 
He's like, um, he's like, I'm running back. And he's like, oh, you, you probably don't get too much time because they got that kid Warren up there now. <laughs> and he was talking to me and he didn't know. He didn't know who you were. Yeah. All <laughs> right. He didn't know. So I was fresh on the scene and, um, you know, it, it was uh, it was definitely one of those moments that, that gave me, you know, the confidence to, to know that I could play at the level with, with some of the all time greats. And to get a compliment like that from uh, from Harvey Long. And it was a genuine thing. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't like he, he was just saying it. To, just yeah. to say it. Uh, so, uh, you know, that that was a that was that was a good moment for me. That's really cool. So that first year that you played uh, that you started at running back, though, the team itself was so terrible. They're two and 14. So what is that like? You're playing pretty well. You're starting, but the team is two and 14. That's got to be frustrating being on such a losing team. Do you just get sick of it? Or are you just like, oh, I got to do my job. That's all I got to worry about. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets, it gets tough. I'm, you know, when the same outcome over and over again, you know, it's a close games, you know, injuries everywhere. I mean, we were decimated with injuries. Um, I think we went through three quarterbacks, uh, two or three tight ends. Uh, the entire offensive line was gone. Um, you know, so we're just like just piecing people together. Every week there was somebody new coming in. Huh. You know, it's like so they would have no idea of what, uh, you know, how to run the offense or defense mm. or whatever they were coming in. So, um, but, yeah, it, it was uh, it was a tough season. Uh, it, it was hard to stay motivated, uh, but – you know, just knowing that, you know, the love for the game, uh, I'm in the NFL. I get to play another game this week, you know. And so it got to the point where you have to have to make your own, what I want to say, your, your own motivation. Uh, you have to come up with, with something to go and go into each week and say that I'm, I'm going to, you know, be positive about we're going to win this game and this is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, but. We had we had a bunch of close games. We lost a lot of games by three between three and nine, three to seven, nine, ten points. Not even ten, but you know, a lot of the single digit losses. Hmm. Um, they could have gone the other way. So, um, and I think our defense was ranked number three that year in in the uh, in the NFL. So hmm. you know, we, teams weren't scoring too much. I think we were only giving up maybe 13, 14 points a game, something like that. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, as a fan. I remember the nineties. I was like, I felt like every year I was like, okay, this is the year that they got Dan McGuire. Okay. No, they got Rick Meyer. Now, now they got Kelly. Is that how you felt as a teammate too? Were you like, Oh, they got Rick Meyer. This guy's the number two pick in the draft. This is it. We did it. Like, did you think right. the same thing? Like every year, now every year is going to be the year. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, it, it was exciting when you, you know, you get a player like, uh, just say, just like you're saying, Rick Meyer comes in. Oh, we got Rick now. So that's like, definite upgrade for us. You know, we need a quarterback that can run. We need a quarterback that can throw it. Um, coming out of Notre Dame, you know, we got got to see him play. You know, you're thinking, okay, he'd he fit in great with, with the offense we ran. We ran the ball a lot. Play action. He could roll out, dump up tight ends. Um, you know, so it was always exciting. You know, then we get, you know, Joey Galloway comes in. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know, he was we, we had – We've had we've had some some uh, some talented teams and uh, you know I think we we just were you know we ran into some other teams that were, were super talented in our division that you know kind of always got in our way. You had mm-hmm. Kansas City, of course, uh, yeah. they were always loaded. Um, Broncos were good. Diego, Raiders, yeah. Broncos were good. Yep. 
But so why do you think, like going back to that initial question, like with the draft status, like you're a fourth rounder and you had three-time pro bowler and you have a great career. Now, why did Dan McGuire, Dan McGuire, Kelly Stouffer, and Rick Meyer, all three of those quarterbacks are first-round picks and none of them panned out? Why do you think, what happened there? What went wrong? Because you're on the inside, so you're, you're seeing the locker room, their workouts, all that. Is there something, was it just a luck of the draw or was it not the work ethic or what, what do you think it was? No, I mean it wasn't. It wasn't a you know lack of work ethic. Um, you know those guys were always in their weight room. You know quarterbacks didn't lift much anyway at workout. You know with with um, everyone else. But I mean they, they they were always around, always in the locker room, always doing things they were supposed to do. Um, you know for some reason you know they things didn't didn't quite work out for huh. them. Or they, they couldn't quite uh, you know turn their careers you know into something that was similar to what they had you know coming out of college. Um, but you know the the the, uh, the main thing I think was you know also it could be the system made made out of mm. you know been what 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 was needed for him uh, you know because you know like today today's game every offensive coordinator changes his his offense to fit the skills of his quarterback and you know we didn't we didn't make many changes uh, you know from year to year in the running game mm. uh, you know as far as you know we we're going to always run zone we we're always going to run counter. We're going to run draw. We're going to run the toss. And yeah. He's going to run a bunch of different formations, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the offense just wasn't tailored for those guys to succeed, um, you know, because they, they have good arms, you know, practice with, you know, you see zip on the ball, you know, they're making good decisions. They're not overwhelmed by the defense, you know, making, making the right calls. So, um, you know, some, sometimes things just don't work out and uh, that, Talent or that success that you had in, in college sometimes doesn't transfer over to uh, to, to the NFL. That's interesting. I think your last year uh, you got you got to play with Warren Moon though, right? Yeah. yeah so how sure was that? Because he he was a good quarterback for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, it was it was it was great. I mean, you know, first of all, I mean, he's legendary Warren Moon. I mean, that's you know that, that goes without without saying. You know, he's we you know one of, one of all time greats. Um, you know, and to have him to to play in that backfield in the same backfield with him was was definitely special. Um, you know, he he always gave you a chance to win. Um, it's always, uh, you know, he knew where to place the ball. His experience and you know, keeping the team together, getting guys lined up where they needed to be. If someone was out of place or mm. he would see something on the defense, he he would just change the play on it on his own. You know, so it's like having a coach on the field. Oh, um, you know, so he, he knew everything, you know, it's like, he's the old man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, when he came to Seattle, he was, he, he, he was in his late thirties, if not forties, right? Uh, right. 40. He may, he may have been 40. Yeah. I think he may have been just since turned 40. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had a, played a long time. Um, so I think in the, like you had so many good seasons, but that 94 season, you were second in the NFL, I think to, to Barry Sanders, Number one, is that something that you you paid attention to back then? Were you like trying to get the most yards in the NFL? I mean, obviously you don't call the plays, but are you trying? Are you cognizant right. of that? Are you aware of? Oh, Barry Sanders has more yards than me. I got to get more yards. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, you know, it's it's friendly competition. Uh, you know, you you look at your peers and you want to you look at the best and you want to see, you know, who's who's your competition. You know, who do I have to beat? Because you know, I 
I want to be number one in rushing every year. I want mm-hmm. to lead the AFC in rushing. I want to lead the NFL in rushing. You know, every year that's a goal of mine. You know, that, that's that was my drive. That's what you know kept me going. Um, I wanted to be the best, and you know, if I figure if I'm if I'm my best every week, my team has a chance to win. So, um, yeah, man, just uh, I, I would I would stat watch a little bit. You know, I'm like, damn it, Barry, you got two hundred yards. <laughs> He was so freaking good too, though. That's crazy. So what are the most memorable games in terms of as as a Seahawk? Um, I know there was that one game of the Oilers. Do you remember the one where they, uh, you guys blocked a field goal and then Robert Blackman ran it back for the touchdown to win the game. That was crazy. Uh, what other games stick out for you? Oh man. Um, let's see. There were, there were a few, uh, you had a couple where you scored three touchdowns in a game. Yeah, I guess the Raiders. Yeah, I think we had a big blowout game against the Raiders. Uh, beat them like 41, 44-3 or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, scored yeah, three touchdowns. Probably could have scored six. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, that, that was a great game. Uh, the game where I broke the rushing record, my last my last carry as a Seahawk, I broke the uh, – Kurt Warner's rushing record by one yard. Oh, that's awesome. And then Sean Alexander would later break yours, right? Yep. Yep. He broke my, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm number two now. (laughs) Dang it. And then you got to, I think it was your last year. Was that Walter Jones's rookie year? So you got, you got one year with him too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got a year with big Walter too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was he pretty, I mean, what was it like running behind him? Like, that's just like, it made your job easier. Oh, much, much so, much more. I mean, it was, you know, this guy never, never beat him. I mean, I never saw him get beat for a sack um, in practice and anything. I mean, like when he first walked on the field from the first day of practice, you knew it was like, this guy's, he's going to be here for a long time. Wow. And, uh, he was just, uh, you know, he was special from the first day. I mean, he caught on to the offense instantly, um, you know, knew all the pass protections, you know, it's like, this guy been here before. What's going on? <laughs> well, is it the same but, with like yeah, Cortez yeah. Kennedy? Like those guys, like Cortez Kennedy was so freaking good too. You played with him for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, uh, we were drafted together. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Taz. That's, that's my, my rookie club buddy. Yeah. Uh, was my, me, black blackman, uh, Terry Wooden, Terry and, Wooden, uh, Cortez. Yeah. We have the, we call ourselves the, the rookie club. So we, we did everything together. Uh, you know, first, rookie year so we're just like we gotta stick together we gotta do everything together <laughs> we gotta make this team we gotta turn everything around it's gonna be on us so um yeah so we were all drafted in the same class i think bill hitchcock was, was drafted that same class too right um yeah but yeah we we you know we all stuck together and um you know still still good friends to this day so that's I cool do, i do miss cortez though yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that, that was uh yeah it was that was a big surprise too early too early for that yeah, yeah. well oh, so yeah. your coach is chuck knox you talk about him he gave you the the um he didn't play rookies but he gave you your first chance and you had tom flores but dennis erickson tell me some stories is, is there is there any stories from him he was kind of a kind of a crazy coach right he's got a little kind of a little bit of a wild man right <laughs> yeah well i mean you know it's you kind of rub the team the wrong way when you you know get a get a dui before you before practice <laughs> oh that's he got a lot he got a few of those didn't he yeah he, i mean you know it was like um you know, he got one before practice like he was drunk on his way driving to practice 
well, I mean, I, it was it was during the off season. Oh, the so off season. Before, yeah, yeah okay. he just gotten hired. I guess, right. Okay, office. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, you know, it's kind of. I mean, we all make mistakes. You know. Sure. And, you know things and things happen. Uh, you know, so, uh, but you know, he he was a he was an offensive guy. I mean, you know, he came in and and uh, he wanted to put the ball in the air and. You know, which I liked it, you know, because it, it would loosen the defense stuff, you know. So uh, he came in and uh, from Miami, and uh, I guess we, we pretty much had the same uh, uh, running game, but you know, there were a few few changes with the passing game that he made. Um, you know, then he, he comes in, uh, had a split time with uh, Broussard and Lamar Smith. So I'm coming off four 1,000 consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. 1300 1400 yards and then i have to split time with two other running backs so um you know it was kind of it, it rubbed me the wrong way you know I, I thought i was uh you know on my way to becoming you know just someone that would be in seattle the entire time you know i, I would you know that's the way my career was going i had uh two team mvps um uh, which has never been done before right yeah uh, four four consecutive thousand yard seasons leading rusher of you know all time so um you know i was just thinking that it would be some type of a reward for that the consistent uh you know just a consistent level of play and uh success that i had you know huh. um, but you know there there's you know the football side always has business and you know there's other things that go on and see it's not all about you so um you know, there, there were some changes made and, you know, uh, two years later I was in Dallas. Yeah. So with Dallas, did you choose the Cowboys? Cause I guess there's three things when you're looking at a team, you're looking at a chance for a ring, um, playing time and money, and you didn't get the playing time, but I think you probably got money. And then I'm assuming was the chance for a ring. Is that, is that kind of what made you go to right. Dallas? Right. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, the Cowboys still, you know, it was still, uh, Still had the, the offensive line was still there. Larry Allen, mm. uh, Eric Williams, uh, you know Stepanowski, all all the guys that were there. Um, you know, so uh, I figured, you know, we got Troy Aikman, Emmett still there. I don't mind, you know, spelling Emmett. You know, being being as you know, I guess the support guy or you know the complimentary guy. Um, you know, so it was just it was a good situation for me. Uh, I got, you know, was the amount of money I was making in Seattle, but you mm. know, for being a backup, I was, I was doing pretty well. Um, but I, I think the reason, uh, you know, and plus going there was, uh, after speaking with, uh, Jerry Jones, you know, he's, he's saying that I'm there to compliment Emmett. He wants Emmett to get the Russian title. I need to help him, you know, if he has to take a game off or if he's, you know, injured or because Emmett was going through a lot of, nagging injuries his shoulder mm. was messed up he was having hamstring issues and you know so uh you know they, they needed a viable running back that could handle the load in case he was uh he was injured for extended time so um i went signed with the cowboys um also my running back coach that was there with seattle with me came that came there as well oh uh clarence, yeah clarence shellman so we went down to Dallas and uh, ran, ran our offense, <laughs> our running game down there. So, um, and I think there was a, the offensive line coach was also at, in Seattle before Hudson Hawk was, was at, uh, at Dallas as well. He was the offensive line coach, but uh, 
he was in Seattle earlier back with, uh, I believe, with, uh, with Flores was there. I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, the name sounds familiar. But then yeah. you, you had uh, Deion Sanders was on the Cowboys. I think it was your second year he joined, or I don't think he was there your first year. Yeah, but... he was there. Yeah, he was there my first year. Oh, was he there year. both years? Okay. So what was it yeah. like having him in the locker room? Is he just like a, is he like crazy? Like he's so boisterous on TV and stuff. Is he like that in, in the locker room too? Is he funny, entertaining? Oh, man, he's funny, man. He's <laughs> funny dude, man. He's, <laughs> he's like, you know, just he's, he's like your brother just jokes all the time. And, you know, he's always talking to you, always, you know, comes by your locker, tell your joke, keeps walking, <laughs> you know. Tries to get guys to go to Bible studies. I know you're out there sinning, and then you got to come on here. <laughs> so he, you know, he he was the energy in the locker room. Him, uh, Margaret Irvin, of course, he was he was you know oh, that's, you could hear him yeah. no matter what. You didn't have to see Mike. You, you could hear him all the way from the training room to the <laughs> dining hall, everywhere. So what were you, what were Mario, you like? <laughs> what were you like in the locker room? Are you more of a quiet leader, or are you just more of like a? Are you are you vocal or are you more just like a teammate that I was just, I was just a cool guy that got along with everybody. You know, I, I, I just, uh, lead by example, you know, I would practice hard, uh, try not to make too many mistakes in practice. Um, not go to sleep in meetings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so, you know, I was, um, kind of like the, the big brother on, on the team, you know, I, I looked out for everybody. Um, you know, the rookies, I would, you know, give them advice about, you know, how to, maintain themselves how to how to make the team how to stay around hmm. you know for for years you know how to how to make consecutive how to get two contracts three contracts you know you want to get consecutive contracts in the league so um you know just uh stuff like that man being a mentor and uh yeah just, just being a good teammate that's awesome yeah so you you're you finish your career you're an NFL, you're a Hall of Fame nominee. You didn't get into the Hall of Fame, but you're, you were nominated. How are you not in the Seahawks Ring of Honor, at least? I mean, I would think they would put you in there right away. Uh, I have no idea. I, I really I really don't know. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've been doing, you know, the number stuff, you know, with, uh, you know, as far as the other guys that are in the Ring of Honor, uh, Largent, and uh, so... Because Kurt Warner's in, right? And you broke his record. Yeah, Kurt Warner's in, and I broke his record. What the heck? And, and less and less carries too. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe they're waiting for. Uh, they got to get the, the first Super Bowl team, and then they got to get the next Super Bowl team guys in. So I'm not. I don't think I'm high priority on their list. Um, but when I left Seattle, I had the most most yards of all purpose yards of anyone in, in the, in the history of, of the franchise. Yeah. And so, the game's changed now too. I think it's more right. friendly to offense. Like when you, those numbers you put up, I mean, that was harder to do back then, wasn't it? Oh, definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, we didn't have all the rule changes. Um, you know, so you could, uh, you know, it, it just made the game a lot tougher. It was more physical, of course. Um, you know, so that that was a, you know, it, it was just a, it was a running game back then, you know, more so than, than what, it, what it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then what did you do after you uh, retired from the NFL? Are you able to just collect retirement or did you, I think I heard you say something about running businesses or something or. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I worked at uh, Morgan Stanley as a stockbroker for, for a couple of years, right? Wow. Right out of the league. Maybe uh, four or five months after I retired, I started 
working at Morgan Stanley, which I, I have my money invested there. So, uh, you know, I had a good relationship with um, the guys I, I was doing investments with and, you know, just meeting people along, you know, just over the years. And yeah. so they, they offered me a job when I got done playing. So um, huh. I went and did that for a few years. Um, didn't like being in, indoors in the office, <laughs> office environment. You know, I don't blame so, you. Yeah. You know, I was used to being outside, you know, it's just, you know, I'm an athlete. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to get back and, you know, I wanted to get away from football after I retired. But then after I was away from it, you know, I wanted to start to ease back into it. So, um, you know, I started doing football camps and, uh-huh. you know, skills, skills, uh, skills and drills, things, uh, helping kids, you know, get, get recruited for high school, you know, doing video for them, sending, sending videos out. Um, you know, sports performance training, uh, stuff like that. So um, everything involved with sports and football. Um, also, was uh, I went back to Fairham and coached, coached running backs for three years down there. And wow. And won two, two conference championships uh, out, of, out of three years I was there. Nice. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's just, you know, everything I've done has been, you know, towards football and, and, and helping the youth and, you know, anything that was helpful for me in my career, um, you know, and anything that I can see now uh, that, that would help uh, an athlete further their career, you know, I'm, I'm here for the, to help them out. So, um, you know, I've always just, you know, been been a mentor type guy anyway and you yeah. know, helping, helping out young kids. So that's great. And you wrote a book, too. I haven't read this because I, I just found out about it like yesterday, but you wrote a book called Life Lessons Before and After the Game. So what are some right. of the life lessons that you have in this book that you've learned? Oh, man, it's just um, the main thing is just turning negative situations to positive ones. Um, you know, hmm. don't don't let yourself don't beat yourself up over a mistake. And, uh, you know, because it can easily be turned around to a positive. It's, there's always a positive side to everything. So. Um, there's just different examples about, uh, you know, my life, uh, some examples of how, you know, I've stayed positive when negative things have happened and, you know, just uh, giving examples of uh, just how, how to do it and how, how to overcome and and uh, and still uh, reach your goals in life. Yeah. How do, now how do you do that? Because now how do you avoid the distractions? Because I see a lot of there's stuff. I mean, it's got to be so overwhelming. You're in your 20s. Um, you're, you're getting, I don't know if you're getting paid millions of dollars when you first started, but you making good money in your twenties, right out of football. You have fans, you're on TV, you have your own, you know, sports figure that we showed here. And how do you not just get distracted and just go, life is great. I mean, and I'm not saying that you didn't party some, but you didn't party too much. Like, how did you not fall into that trap? Cause I see that with so many other players, you see them, they just fall into these, you know, this mess, they get into trouble, they're getting arrested at strip clubs and stuff like that. And then people are always quick to judge like, oh, that kid. But it's like, I think most people, if you 22 year old, you give them a bunch of money, they're going to screw it up. So how did you not screw it up? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it happens. It happens fast. You know, it, it, uh, that NFL life comes at you, you know, in a blink of an eye, you know, you go from being in a locker room in, in college where, you know, you're just, you maybe get your, you know, two pair of cleats the whole year, but you go get to the league and you got all the money you need. You can buy anything you want. You can go anywhere you want. And, uh, you know, some, some guys just lose their, lose their bearings or get, get off track. And, and they believe that, you know, there's, you know, not going to be any consequences. So I can do this. So mm. I used to do this back home when I was younger, I used to do this, but you know, you can't do those things anymore 
uh, that you did when you were in college. You know, that that's, that's uh, you know, those things you have to leave behind. And, um, you know, you, you, you have to be disciplined. I mean, it, it's tough to, uh, you know, to walk away and say no from, you know, oh, there's a party in Vegas. You want to come out to do this. Oh, there's something in Miami. You want to go. There's something over here in Chicago. You know, so it's like, well, that's going to take away from, you know, a lot of my time that I need as, you know, to heal my body in the off season or mm. uh, be in shape for next year. You know, it's like, so it's like, you have to say no to a lot of things. So you miss out on a lot. I mean, I, I just me personally, um, you know, I, I would take maybe three weeks after the season was over, get all my partying out of the way, you take my vacations, do everything I wanted to do. And then, start getting back you know just mm. uh you know and just keep my mind framing in a way where it's you know that I, I have a bigger picture there's something bigger that, that, I, that I had to accomplish so um you know i had goals that i wanted to reach and uh there was there was a you know i, I didn't want to let my my family down that's that's for sure you know i don't i don't you know didn't want to have any uh you know incidents that happen you know you can't stop everything but um, you know, you can you can minimize them if you uh, just just are careful enough. Yeah. So just staying focused. That sounds like uh, that's a big part of it then, <clears throat> and having a goal to and so not letting that stuff get in the way. Um, so your son now, how's your son doing? Because uh, Chris Warren, what is it? Is it the third? He's the third, right? Third. Yeah. Right, so he because right. he played at Texas and he was lighting up in the preseason for the Raiders. And I thought right. I was like, dude, he's going to be amazing. And then he got hurt. And so is he, now he's coaching. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he's back in, in Texas. He was uh, he was in Virginia. Uh, he was back. He came back home to Virginia for a while, and uh, I guess just to get away from stuff and you know unwind a bit, figure things out. But uh, yeah, he's back there uh, coaching, and uh, I think he had a, another uh, you know some some stuff he wants to do back at the University of Texas, hmm. and then his uh, this coach that he had, his trainer uh, from high school, and like his off season things doing some work with him as well. So uh, I'm not sure if he's trying to get back into the league or if he's just, you know, just going to continue to coach the kids or what, but uh, you know, he's, he's still only 24 years old. And, um, you know, and I, I, I don't know what, you know, the whole situation, you know, was at, at Oakland, you know, now after the fact that um, uh, Gruden's situation happened. So, right. Um, and you know he was fine all throughout the whole preseason. He never got, he never said anything to me about any injuries or anything. Yeah. And uh, so and then I'm looking. So how do you end up on injured reserve? Daughter? You just played the last game. You you made it through the entire game against the Seahawks. Yeah, because I think he was like leading the preseason in rushing yards. Yeah, he was leading preseason rushing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was just you know it was it was just weird how it happened. You know, yeah. like he plays 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 the entire preseason does well. Then this goes to injury reserve, huh. and I, I never got that. I didn't know what what the you know what the injury was. They never said what the injury was. They never do. Sometimes teams stuff people on the injury reserve as a way to like an extra roster spot so they can keep them for next year because they know this kid's probably not right. going to start this year. But next year, right. like our running backs are going to be free agents, so we'll put them on injury reserve for this year, and we'll have them back next year. Right, but I mean, he he was playing. He was. Uh, you know, he was right there with, uh, I think, uh, Lynch, because he was telling me about him yeah. and Marshawn. They used to talk a lot, you know, ah. during 
uh, during training camp, you know, because he was helping him out with stuff. And, you know, his Marshawn doesn't really do that kind of stuff. And uh, so my son never, never told him that he was, I was his dad. Oh, really? Yeah. So Marshawn finds out. <laughs> he's like, you know, Marshawn, he's like, hey, what? Why do you tell me that was your dad? Why do you tell me that was your pops? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, how did he not? Yeah, so they, they, he did, he didn't. I think there was, it was like two weeks before he, he even found out. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, so what does the future hold for you? What do you have anything in the works? Anything that you're uh, working on? Are you just going to do more coaching or? Um, well, right now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to do some consulting with, uh, you know, helping high school, college. Uh, kids right now, you know, with the NIL stuff going on, um, you know, a lot of kids need need some guidance, need some help with all these guys that are coming out of me, you know, the agents and, you know, it's just, it's really a free for all right now, with, mm. you know, with the kids and coming in college and high school with, you know, trying to get deals and, um, you know, I'm, these guys are, are just, um, you know, they're, they're able to make money now and, you know, they're, they're a little vulnerable as far as, um, you know, what kind of, um, you know, wrong advice can can lead you the wrong way, or you could uh, you know make a decision that can uh, you know hurt your future earnings or your, anything in the, in the future. So you, you just want to make sure that you get involved in anything with uh, with people. Um, you know, as far as business wise, moving forward uh, with, with the new NIL deals, uh, you know, you're gonna need some help. So um, yeah, so I'm just gonna be consulting and uh, you know helping out with with. Uh, with kids, high school, college. Okay. Sounds great. Um, and I like to end each episode of my show with a charity. And is there one that is there a charity or a cause that people can donate to, um, that is something near and dear to your heart or near and dear to my heart. It's, uh, not Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. My, my, uh, yeah, my dad passed away from that probably, uh, four years ago. Oh, sorry. And, to hear that. Uh, yeah. So, and that, that's where he passed away from. So, uh, if any any charity that comes up or anything okay. that uh, you know you want to anybody wants to give that that would be my my choice. Okay, I will put that in the notes. And then, is there a website or place for people to contact you if they want to um, reach out to you and for mentor? Uh, I would say just uh, Twitter. Twitter, okay. Yeah, just Twitter. Uh, C S E A forty two Hawks is uh, is my I think is my Twitter. Okay. At, C C42 Hawks. Okay, I'll put that in the notes. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead and stick around and we'll chat after we'll say goodbye to the audience. Thank you to Chris. Make sure to follow him on social media to keep up with him and his future projects. Uh, make sure to follow me on social media as well. And of course, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen or watch. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can even give a thumbs up to the video and comment on it. That will help me out a lot. And of course, your likes, comments, and shares on social media will help me out as well. And finally, if you have the time, I would love for you to write me a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. That helps more people find the show so that more people can listen. And the more people that listen, the more the show grows. And we get you know bigger and bigger guests. And we get more and more people to listen. And everybody wins. So it's a win-win. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, shoot for the moon.